and they can unmute themselves. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. And indeed, a good morning it is this morning because we are alive, we're breathing, we're moving, we have our being, the activity of our limbs, everything is functioning this morning. Didn't have to rush off to the emergency room last night, but we're still here this morning. And we in the emergency room. It's just a different emergency room this morning. It's one God created, amen, with a prayer culture. Amen. We don't have to have no own calls. He's always active and alert, watching over his words. So we come in the emergency room this morning, not only for our own help, but for those out there that are struggling to talk to the on-call physician who never slumbers asleep. His name is Jesus, amen, the healer who will make every bit experience sweet. So amen. This is urgent emergency time for people to pray right now. If you know anything about the power of God, now is the time to release that power. Now is the time to embrace that power because let me tell you something. If you haven't figured it out yet, every system of this world falls short. Sometimes they even fail us, but that's okay. There is a system above this. We just got to look beyond these problems that look beyond these, 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 these present shortfalls and, and, and light afflictions. Amen. And see the coming glory of the Lord. That glory arises when we arise. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, rise and shine for the light is coming. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. I don't know about you, but that's what I felt and heard this morning. Amen. I felt the glory rise and I felt like something was happening that I hadn't experienced before. Well, it was a new day. I'd never seen it before. And so we entered his gates this morning with thanksgiving. We came into his courts with praise this morning. And I'm telling you, some things have been pushed back. Some things have been treaded on. Some things have been defeated. Maybe not just for us and our family and our circle of friends. But I believe this morning, man, that that thing went out. You know, I believe it went out in the atmosphere. I believe it pushed back some forces of darkness. I believe some enemies this morning took off running. Why? Because we came and submitted ourselves unto God and the devil flee. He might come back tomorrow, but he, he gone right now. So we're going to try to get in everything we can while he's away for, because he'll be back in, a, in, in another season. Amen. But we're going to try to be watchful and prayerful to keep him on the run. Amen. Amen. Not running my life, but running away from us, running away from my life. Amen. Putting him to, to flight. Amen. The Bible said one can put a thousand and two, ten thousand. So we're going to exercise every available resource that God has given us that we might secure this victory that we already have and learn to fight from the position of victory, not for the victory, but bracing those things. He said, he told me, fight for those things that I've already given you. I'm not the one trying to kill you. Satan is. So we got to know who our enemy is. He comes to try to bring death. He tries to come to steal, kill and destroy. And when you try to kill somebody, you don't have to die because he's trying to kill you. I like what the scripture said in the book of John chapter 10, verse. he said he tried to kill you. <laughs> that means he don't have to be successful because we have the power of life and death. What he's trying to kill us with, we can speak death to it. And God has given us power and authority over him. Amen. So we can counter everything. He tried to throw at us every fiery dart. We can quench it. Wow, we put on the whole arm of God that we might be able to quench those fiery darts. They coming, but we take that shield of faith and quench every one of them. We put that helmet on so they don't corrupt our thoughts up there. We let the mind, the mind of Christ Jesus be in us under that helmet of salvation. And we walk in the feet shot with the preparation of gospel of peace because we know the Prince of Peace. Come on, y'all. He'll give us a peace that transcends all understanding, that garrison the mouth's guard of our hearts and our minds. You know what I'm saying? We, man, we gird our lungs up with that belt of truth, man. We take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and we stand ready. We'll move on him in a minute with a forceful advance, cut him up, stab him. Come on, somebody. He, man, we mean business up in here. And the business that we mean is the business of our God. Amen. He meant business when he sent Jesus to die to redeem us back. So since we've been redeemed, we ought to say so. We are the redeemed of the Lord. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Every sickness, sin, it, it all comes from the curse of the law. But we've been redeemed from those things. They no longer have any dominion over us, even though we're imperfect beings. But we serve a perfect God who fights for us. And he wins every battle because he's won every battle. 
And so, and he's given that victory to us, amen, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I tell you, boy, I feel churchy this morning. I feel like we're having church this morning, amen, at this a.m. hour, amen. But this is Pastor Lester Hayes this morning and Pastor Sharon Hayes here this morning to greet all of you, to welcome you to the School of Healing this morning. Just excited about what the Lord is about to say to us this morning about how to maintain these temples and these vessels that he has trusted and entrusted us with. And it's really not that hard. It's just sometimes we just don't know. And, you know, how can you do what you don't know? You know, and that's what learning is all about. When you stop learning, you stop growing, you stop having, you stop obtaining, you stop achieving. And so I'm, I'm just so excited, man, because God every day opens our eyes and we can see more things that we've never seen before. He touches our ears to hear things that we never heard before. And he puts in our heart, man, things that we haven't received yet. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he wants us to hide them in there so there will be treasure in, in them earthly vessels. <clears throat> and the treasure is the spoken word of God to be received by his people. <laughs> See, that's the best medicine right there for your flesh. That's the best medicine right there for your soul, for your mind, for your life, for your heart, you know. And if you want to get through life and, and prosper, remember what he said, beloved, I wish above all things that I would have prospered and be in health, even as your soul prospered. So we got to work on these souls, amen, before we can really do any justice working on these bodies. Sometimes we work on the body and leave the soul in shambles. But when you get that soul right, that soul can order the body and tell the body, order some things for the body. You know how you order some things sometimes? You order a vitamin, you order this, you order some prescription. Man, you can order some things, man, for that body that'll do the body good like a medicine. You know, and so I'm just, I'm so fired up and pumped up this morning. Amen. So let's pray. Abba, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debt to us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Now, Holy Ghost, have your way. You're so awesome. You're so amazing. You're so incredible. And so we come in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of Jesus Christ this morning. Amen. Our Lord and our Savior. And so we thank you, Holy Ghost, for leading, guiding, and directing our thoughts this morning, our conversation this morning, as we talk with the Father this morning, we thank and praise you that you're praying for us, you're interceding for us with groanings and moanings that cannot be uttered. And so we thank you this morning for teaching us how to pray as we came on, because we don't know how to pray as we should, but if we listen to you, you will speak and give us what to say at that needed time, as you already have done this morning. So we give you praise going on this morning in the name of Jesus. Now, lead us through this word, guide us through it this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Again, this is Pastor Lester Hayes this morning. Pastor Sharon, I'll be your host this morning for the School of Healing. Amen. And just want to pick up from where we left off at last week. A lot of things going on, a lot of challenges out there for challenges against our health. And it's only because a lot of things that we're so used to and are common to of being natural and normal have been very depleted. I, I, I underscore that we're depleted. It looks good, but it's not always as good as it looks. Amen. Used to be a time if it looked good, it was good because we know the source we know where it came from but right now our systems are so out of whack because we've learned how to chemically modify we've learned how to technically manipulate and exploit we got we can now grow fruit and vegetables and, and nuts and grains all year round so the cycle has really been thrown out of balance out of whack and we pay the price amen when we put those modified things in our bodies those technically chemically modified things in our bodies and we're taking on all those toxins and chemicals that come with it and you got to eat 
five apples now to get the benefit what you used to get out of one. You got to eat 10 tomatoes now to get the benefit out of one tomato that you used to eat one tomato sandwich with a little mayonnaise and it was good and it was healthy for you. But now because of these things being chemically modified and technically modified and the soil manipulated and depleted, man, now what you think you're eating ain't what you're eating. You know, used to be a time you could take a watermelon, man, just hit it with your fist and reach in there and get the heart, man. That thing, man, just nourish your body for throughout the day. Now you cut one over, man, you be scared what you might see in there. No seeds in, in a watermelon? My God. And so these things, man, have just gotten out of balance right now. Amen. And so we just want to raise our level of awareness right now so that we understand, amen, what are some of the things that we can do to be good stewards and to help ourselves. Amen. Because we don't want to perish out of ignorance. You know, we're going to perish. Let it be natural. Let it be something that's beyond your control because God gives life and he takes life. Don't let it be something that I did to cause myself to, you know, to, to cut my life short. So I want to be aware of everything I can. And there are products and foods out there that are, that you can, I call it the living food, the things that got life in it, that give life and not cut your life. Not, not, not you know, there's, there's a thing I was reading about toxins, how they get in your body. And I was amazed as I was reading to sign up, some foods have toxins in them. I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that. I thought food was healthy for you. Now, some of them have toxins in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love fish. I love salmon. I love, just had me some great red snapper filet. My wife bought season. Man, me and brother-in-law jumped on them jokers and my son. They were so good, you know. And I love salmon, you know. But there, I, I saw this thing said, don't eat too much. Eat, eat, eat portions of fish like twice a week. You know, I said, okay, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on pace with that. Told me to be careful because sometimes you got to be aware of the mercury that's in fish. Why are they out there in the ocean with a lot of mercury at? So it's just a lot of warning signs, man, that we have to we have to learn, you know, we put things in our bodies, know what I'm putting in my body, know how much to put in there, know the effects it might have, know the side effects. Is there chemicals in it that I need to be aware of? Is there toxins? Some of these foods we put in our body have metals in them that, you, you know, look because of the chemical processing, all that stuff get in your gut. And let me tell you what it does. Our intestines are so sensitive. I didn't realize how insensitive my intestines are because it carries a lot of stuff in there. The large intestines, the small intestines, you, you carry all that waste in there and you got to have that movement on a regular basis. And I got to drink things that are going to help push it through like water and, you know, and cut out some of all that other stuff that clog it up and, you know, put plaque in there, man. And, 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 and acidic stuff get in there, man. And it cuts little holes in there. And you end up with something called leaky gut. Now these toxins leak out into your body and they turn into some of the sicknesses and the diseases. And we think it's something else. And we run out and get us some medicine, which brings more toxins. Amen. And so we, we just, it's a lot of knowledge and things. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. But you, we can learn this stuff ourselves and help ourselves just like, don't just trust the doctor when the doctor tell you something. Go do some research now, read what you're putting in your body, okay? So that you will know, you know, because there is a thing called leaky gut a lot of times that causes a lot of, a lot of problems for us because things leak out because our intestines and our, and our, our abdomen and those thin lines and they are so sensitive. I remember one time I went to the doctor and he asked me if I'd ever been diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome. And I said, no, but when he began to describe the symptoms, I said, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's irritable bowel syndrome. Never knew I had it. Never knew what it was, you know. And it comes from a lot of the stuff that you eat, a lot of acidic stuff. So I had to cut back a little bit. I did, I haven't, I'm not at zero tolerance yet, but I had to cut back a little bit, you know, on some of those things, you know, because of what they do to your intestines, what they do to the lining and walls of your stomach. Amen. But, you know, I, I start, that's what drove me to start looking in the Bible and seeing what, 
What was the diet that Jesus ate? What did some of those people that you never heard them being sick, what did they eat? You know, I mean, did, did, did they have they have intestines that like we have? Yes, you know, I want to know what it was today, and they never complained. You know, they never, you know, never got sick. You know, so it was worth looking into. And this is kind of where we at now. This is what kind of have brought us to this moment right now. And you got to think about the journey to get us here, y'all. This has been years of stuff that we've gone through. We didn't just wake up one morning and say we gonna do school of healing. Gajer and I almost died from COVID. And as a result of that, the Lord began to show us this and said, I want you to start this school of healing. Why? Because we had gone through some things, you know, and we have a pretty healthy lifestyle. You know, we ain't perfect, but, you know, for the majority, 85, 90 percent of what we do is very we try to eat healthy. But are we really eating healthy? Because we got to be cognizant of like now how food has been manipulated and chemically modified. And so even though it looks good, sometimes it might not be good. We try to go with the organic label, but is organic really organic? We don't know, so we gotta have some, we gotta have some backup. What is that backup? We gotta understand that there's something beyond this. There's something beyond medicine. You know, there's something beyond sickness. There's something beyond disease. You know, we gotta know what that resource is. And that's what brings us to where we at this morning. We wanna look, do you know that there's something beyond medicine? You know, we know this sometimes, but do we really know this? Do we trust that? You know, well, what is that? The Bible said God sent his word to heal our disease and rescue it from destruction. So we got to make sure we have a full diet of God's word. We got to ingest as much of the word as we can, because he said that word is like medicine to your flesh, you know, marrow to your bones. So we got to trust God that his word is true and it's good, works good in us like a medicine. Amen. But sometimes we just have to look beyond you know, uh, the, the natural, the things that we naturally know and start thinking about the spiritual things that we don't know because God is trying to teach us how to maintain these, these temples. Amen. And so I want to speak this morning again. This is Pastor Lester School of Healing. Um, you know, uh, my subject this morning is what it says, what are, what, what we are, what we eat. In other words, so our natural health and healing is in what we eat just as much as in anything else. This is before we start a regimen on, on pharmaceutical medicines with all those side effects and toxins. Well, you know, guess what else comes as a result of what we eat? Sickness and death, okay? Because I, I just read an article uh, this morning about 3 a.m. because I couldn't really get sound asleep because I knew I had to teach this morning. And I started thinking about some things, you know, and these are things here that I wrote down that the Lord just dropped in my spirit. And he said that, you know, it is documented data out there and research out there that states that sickness and healing both starts in the gut. Okay. And when it comes to healing another reason, our healing has been delayed uh, or not denied, just delayed is because we have not been treating our bodies like you heard me say last week, like the temples of the Holy Ghost. Instead, we're treating them, and I hate to say it, and I'm included in this, our bodies like they belong to us and that they are not the temple of God, and we just can't do what we desire to do with them. We have to be smart about these bodies, and this, this, this is called the appropriate behavior and the right attitude toward our bodies, which is not our bodies. They're, I would say they're on loan to us. They're given to us by the Father, and it's up to us how we maintain what has been given to us. We're supposed to use it as a benefit not only to ourselves but to our others, to our seed, our seed seed, and other people that God has placed under us or in our lives. We're supposed to share these things in love with them, you know, because our life, you know, <clears throat> is not ours. It belongs to God. 
and it's always going to have to be governed with respect to God's laws. You know, what, he, what does he do? What does he give us? How does he equip us to govern our bodies and, 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 and how we live and the attitudes and the behavior patterns that we set for ourselves? How we are to be God's stewards when it comes down to how to maintain and present these bodies, uh, you know, with our, with, with our, with our bodies back to God. Because one day we're going to have to present them back to him. And if he comes back, you know, we haven't done everything we can, I, I don't know. I don't know what, that, what, what he's going to say to us. Amen. But we can be faithful right now over these little things that God has given us. And God is going to take care of the big things, I believe. You know, so, you know, and, 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 and so we can control healthy eating. Uh, we can, and I'm not going to say uh, healthy foods. I said that last week, but as I thought about it, what is healthy food? You know, it, it's going to take some real serious research. I just threw something out there that, that, <clears throat> that I'm thinking about is organic. You know, organic is probably more, more healthy than non-organic, you know. So you, there are little things we can do little things that we can do to try to, and last week I told you about when you make out your grocery list, what things do you put on there? You know, do you have more chemically modified or processed food? Do you buy watermelon with no seeds or do you buy watermelon with seeds? It's a lot of little tweaks and little things you can do there, you know, to, to be able to make the improvement that you can make. These are called the little small things that we can be rulers over them. God, I believe God will take care and reward us for the big things that we can't do because these things are possible. Some of these things are possible only with God. You know, they go beyond us. You know, we, we're, we're, you know, we, we, we have to, but we have to look beyond the present. We have to look beyond what else is there out there. There's a lot out there that God wants us to benefit from that have not been revealed to us yet. You know, it's the, our eyes ain't seen it. It ain't come into our mind yet. Some of us are smart people. We love research. Some of us have been in the medical, medical community. Some of us have worked in, in clinics where we had to give people health advice and counsel them and school them. I know when I became a diabetic in 2003, thank God my wife worked in the, in the health, wellness, health and wellness clinic at Belvoir, and I got classes on diabetes. I never, you know, all I knew is my family members in the past died from diabetes. That's all I knew. I knew it was a killer. And I became educated about how to manage it, you know. And so there are things out there, systems out there <clears throat> that's in place. But the biggest system that's in place that can help the most is the individual. Knowing what to do with this body that has been given to me, and it's not mine, number one. It's a temple of the Holy Ghost. Yes. It don't belong to me. And the Bible says no one clean thing should dwell therein. So don't put it in there. You don't have to worry about getting it out of there. You don't have to worry about the damage it can do. We want to put things in there that can help me to be able to maintain it. And that's just called being a good steward. And we're doing that because we're learning that there, there, there is something beyond what, I, what I've been doing, and that's what we're learning here. I didn't know all of this stuff before I got sick, but it drove me to want to know a little bit more, and that's what knowledge is. And some of the scripted texts you already heard me talk about, I'm not going to read. I told you to go read the book of Leviticus, 11th chapter, verses 1 through 47, the King James Bible. And interestingly, I was talking with, uh, and I didn't know he was doing this, my son, and he brought up to me that he had, he had read, read it, and he's made some significant changes. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought the boy, he pretty held anyway, but he said, you know, he, he, he told me the things he didn't stop doing. I was like, hmm, and, and that makes me feel good because, see, that's our seed. You know, that's our seed, you know. And so I say, hey, that's good, you know. And so take this, take it serious. You know, our job is to give you what God gives us. And we're not giving it to you and not taking it ourselves. 
We take heed to this. We were first partakers of this. And then another scripture is over in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. And I might spend a little time there today. And then I gave you Isaiah chapter 65, verse 4, King James Bible. Isaiah 66, verse 15 through 18, the King James Bible. And, you know, and so uh, every creature is created by God and we have a purpose. And so, but everything is not to be received, but it is to fulfill the purpose that God gave it to us for. But not every creature of God is made for us to receive. Now, very interesting passage of scripture dropped in my spirit about four o'clock this morning as I was stretching and exercising this morning. And I was listening to my gospel station and I just kept hearing, do you, did you know, did you know that there's something beyond medicine? Because I was inventorying my, my history of when I started taking medicine, how long I started taking medicine. I went all the way back to when I was uh, elementary school and I thought about the different types of vaccines we had to take back then for flu and, you know, and all those things. And I was debating that against how why people right now are so afraid of vaccines, like it's some new phenomenon and, you know, and praying accordingly that Lord just lift that off of them, lift, lift that concern, that fear off of them. And I got to thinking about my whole life. I'm 66 years old and I got to thinking about how much medicine I done put in my body over that time. Some of it, I didn't have no idea what I was doing, but I just know, <clears throat> you know, that that's, that's been a part of my life. Yes. And then up until now, and I thought about the medicines I'm taking and putting in my body right now, and I did a little research and Googled some of them, and the things I wanted to know was, uh, are they toxic? Is there some toxicity come with them? Are there side effects? Which I know a lot of them by heart, the side effects. But I did an inventory, 66 years worth. And I said, man, I have taken a lot of medicine over my 66 years. But I'm still here. And it was like the Lord began to deal with me and say, it never was the medicine that kept you here. I'm the author and finisher of life. I give life, you know. And it was like he was letting me know I have preserved you and kept you for such a time as this. So you can do what you're doing right now. But you got to look beyond those years of medicine. You got to look beyond medicine now. If you think the medicine is the end all with all, you are wrong. You got to look beyond and see what else is out there. He wants you to know what else is available to you. And so this is why we have the school of healing, but you got to look beyond it. And so here's the scripture, man, that he dropped in my spirit, just came fresh in my spirit. You know, I had to look it up, but I heard the words. He said, you know, your eyes haven't seen, your ears haven't heard, nor has it entered into your heart yet. Don't lay here and struggle with it. And bam, I grabbed my phone because I sleep with it. And I Googled, man, those words. And it took me right to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. But I, I, I went all the way through verses 15. So let me read this to you as we preference, man, what we're going to do this morning. It says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. There are some things, you know, that's beyond medicine that God has prepared for us. We'll never be able to do them until we become healthier. Remember, beloved, I wish above all things that I would have prospered and been helped as your soul prosper. Your God wants your way to prosper. It's not going to happen. We're not going to prosper in the ways of God like we can. We have the potential to. We were created to, to do what God told us to do, to be what God told us to do, and to have what God told us to have. You know, unless we make some changes here. Amen. And he goes on to say, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. That's what that's what got me this morning. It was coming to me through the spirit of God, you know, for the spirit searches 
all things, yea, the deep things of God, those things that are beyond the natural realm, the supernatural realm, the, the miraculous realm is what we got to get to sometimes. Amen. If not, we'll just stop at medicine. We'll just stop at a vaccine shot. We'll just stop at something natural, some across the counter, something that you know, I read in a book. So we got to go beyond that. We got to do it by thinking beyond that because God is calling us to the deep things of God. If you want to go, <clears throat> there are deep things. The deep is calling deep. He's calling us deeper, deeper into research, deeper into knowing what we put in our bodies, deeper into knowing what else is available to me. You know, that's what he's doing, you know. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man, which is in him. That's all the doctors know. They know what they've learned in college. They, that's all they know. They know what science teaches them. They know the data from research to, to, to the Kaplebo, so, uh, the, the Plebo uh, test they do, and then the ones they do when they test testing out new. That's all they know. That's as far as their research would take them. But he said that's what's in man, okay? And we get a lot of times those consultations. We get what is in them. We get the level of their learning. But there are some things, man, that our eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, nor come into our heart because we love God that he has preserved for us, you know, treasure, man, you know. And then he goes on to say, even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. And we have the spirit of God in us. And that's a big ass stuff, too. It's talking about the Holy Spirit who knows all things. Now we have received. We have received the Holy Ghost who going to help us now because we don't know what to do. We don't know how to pray about these things. But he helps us because he searches the things of man, okay? And he intercedes according to the will of God, okay? That's the benefit we have. This is why we where we at right now. These are things that have been revealed to us to the spirit. He said we have received that, that spirit of God, not the spirit of the world. We can't base our, our, our supernatural miraculous healing on the things of the world. You know, we can get some relief. We can get some painkillers, but we can't base the, the ultimate healing on the things of the world. As, as appreciative as we are for having a primary care doctor, a specialist that specializes in cancer, specializes in, in this and that, whatever it is, thank God for them. Paul had a physician named Luke, but Luke couldn't heal Paul. And when Paul asked God to hit him, the Lord said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so we got to understand there are things that come through the spirit, not by power, not by might, not through the systems of the world, but only from God. And if God decided to leave you in that situation, just know like Paul knew that his grace is sufficient for us, you know, and in our infirmities and in our weakness and our afflictions, we have to rejoice so that the grace of God can come upon us to keep us and get us through it to be all sufficient for us. And so he goes on to say, you know, it's, it, it's not the spirit of the world, but the spirit, which is of God, that we might know the things, listen to this now, that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. I'm talking about Jehovah Rapha now, Pastor. Mm -hmm. Those things that he said, he, he told Moses, tell the people about what I've given them, Moses. I am the Lord your God that healeth thee, and I will make all your bitter experiences sweet. They were still complaining. You're free now. God done bought you out, taking you to the land of plenty, the milk and honey, flow with milk and honey, where if you start eating that, you're going to be just like them big old giants over there, these big, strong giants that you're afraid of. You know, how did they get to be so big? They ate what's in your promised land, you know, <clears throat> and so it is today. You know, <clears throat> you see healthy people around you and it has a lot to do with how they eat. You know, they've cut out a lot of stuff, you know, and I won't go into all the stuff they cut out. He said, which things he said, you know, freely given to us by God. We got to take advantage of them by looking in this perfect law of liberty, continue therein until we find it is what all God has is, is, is given to us. And he says, which things 
also we speak. It's what we're speaking right now. Not in the words of which man's wisdom teacheth, but they don't want you to tell nobody, man, $245 billion a year made in pharmaceutical drugs. You think they want you to be telling you about it, what an apple will do a day? No, they want you to buy them painkillers. You know, that's, that's their livelihood. That's, you know, and I ain't knocking them because I have me some gabapentin over here. But I don't just fill up on gabapentin all the time. I take them as needed. That's what, how we should think about any medicine, as needed. Not just become a, a pill pusher, you know, just, just some people do. They, they steal them, write prescriptions, they go sell them, you know, you know abusing them. And, and you know, and that's, that's the drawback on it, you know. He said, not in, the, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing, listen to this now, spiritual things, okay, with spiritual things and natural man and natural things, basically with natural things, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Okay? That 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 out-of-body experience I was having this morning about four o'clock with God, you know, it was being discerned in the spirit realm by the Spirit of God that was in me. And I knew he was talking to me about something because I had something on my mind. You know, Pastor Sharon, I was talking yesterday about this mother in Louisiana, how she gave birth and rather she gave birth and she only could hold her baby just for a few minutes and she was gone. She was gone. And it saddened my heart, saddened our heart, you know, because this is what COVID and other things out there are doing. And, and, and people rather live in defiance and, and wait too late to try to get a vaccine like the vaccine going to kill them. No, it's the COVID that's going to kill you. You know, and, and other diseases out there, if you don't get a handle on them, discern, spiritually discern. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself judges not no man. I love that line right there, Pastor, because it's telling you, judge coronavirus, judge Delta virus. It's an enemy. Condemn it. Command it to leave. Take power and authority over it. Any other sickness, any other disease. God told us when we had to go fight for what I've already given you. And he's given us the power, you know, to speak to that mountain. Be thou removed and be cast into the sea of forgiveness. That mountain can be anything that's bigger than the knowledge of the world. They don't know what to do. They're trying everything they can right now. And God bless them you know, with these vaccines they're coming up with to try to defeat and counter this, this virus. And now it's mutating. Now it's something else. And it's going to be something else from that and something else from that. And so we got to be able to maximize all of the wisdom out there. You know, the natural, the physical, the more, everything available. We got to be able to tap into it right now. And for us people of faith, that, that's our stronghold right there. You know, is what God has said to us. Amen. And so that was kind of what woke me up about four o'clock this morning because he said, hey, there's something beyond medicine. There's something beyond COVID-19. There's something beyond the Delta virus, the spread of it. There's something beyond sickness, disease, afflictions, infirmities. And he said, beloved, I wish above all things that thou would have would have would prosper and be in health. And I notice now be in health as your soul prosper. And so that's something right there that is kind of, I believe, lacking right now because people's souls are not prospering, but now scientific research is prospering. More vaccines are being uh, developed now, so those things are prospering. But see, that's not the worldly system, and it's good for us to have those things. You know, we're more modern and more technically sound than anyone else, any other country out there. So that's good. Some other countries are catching up. You know, we're borrowing from them. They're borrowing from us. We're sharing research. 
But there's still something yet beyond that. There is a supernatural realm. There's a miraculous realm, you know. There's a power beyond the power that we generate and that we have. It's called, it's, it's just that it comes through the spiritual realm, okay? And we got to be able to discern that spiritually so we can access that. We can call those things that be as though they were or the, though they are right now if I need them, you know, you know. And that's, that's, that's very valuable to us. Let's look right here and see, do we know that there are things beyond medicine? In the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 1 through 5 the King James Bible, this is, this is Paul writing to Timothy. Now, you got to understand what's happening here. Timothy is getting ready to be a bishop or an apostle. He's going to be in charge of a church. Young guy, and he's got a lot of older people that Paul warns him about what they're going to say. You know how old people sometimes, man, they got their remedies. They got their little, little formulas, their little herbs and spices, and it worked for a lot of them, you know. But where did it all come from? It was things that they had that had life in it. Them tea leaves, them plum barks, and things they made tea and stuff out of. My grandma made you take spider webs and put a little snuff on it, rub it on wasp bites, and get the stinger out. You know, they had all those little things. And so Paul is like getting Timothy ready here because guess what? Timothy is a young guy. He's kind of like that modern mindset. And Timothy might not want to do those things that they did. But they're going to be in the ministry that Paul is telling Timothy. So, Timothy, you're going to have to account for them. Okay? So he's making him aware. And one of the mistakes that a lot of people do is they drag all the traditional things and they try to make it fit into this modern society. And some of it will fit, but that's where you've got to discern what works and what don't work. Because some of that stuff made things worse. And it just doesn't fit into the way we do things today. Okay? And a lot of it has to do because there's been there's been modifications made, there's been chemical, you know, modifications made. Just like right now, we're growing crops year round. Right. You know, we're out of balance. It used to be you planted in April, you harvest it, you know, a few three months later. Now it's like, man, you don't know, you know, every 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 day is harvest. You see, mm. farmers out here producing stuff. It's because they have scientifically modified the surface that you're growing those things in. And then they go put all them chemicals on, them pesticides on it. And guess what? You're putting that stuff in your body too. And it causes problems. You know, it has toxins in it. And so let's see what Paul is telling Timothy here, man. He says, now the spirit, and that's the big S now in that spirit, speaketh expressly that in the latter times, I need y'all to hear me now, the spirit speaketh expressly when in the latter times, okay, in the latter times, some shall depart from what? The faith didn't say you were going. It's important that you depart from tradition. That's fine, too. But whatever you do, don't depart from the faith. Come on. Keep your faith in God. I don't care how many uh, environmental changes. I don't care how much modification to medicine. I don't care how much soil manipulation, how it's depleted is. Don't depart from your faith in God. You know why? It's because there's no other way to please God other than faith. And faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why he said it's like a medicine. It's good for your flesh, like a medicine, and marrow for your bones. But you got to have faith in what God has promised his word would do. I sent it for that reason. My word to heal your disease and rescue you from destruction, from death. So it, it, it and, 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 and it's faith in those promises. It's faith in the God of promise. And look at what Paul is telling Timothy. He said, Timothy, let me tell you something. You're going to have some older mindsets in here. 
And they're going to challenge you, young preacher, young bishop. But don't you depart from the faith. You know what Eunice and you know what Lord's taught you. They taught you about God. Paul said, I didn't know him like I know him now. But see, you knew him from a child. And the words he gave you, they were inspired words by God. They were breathed by God. You didn't know that then, but you know that now because I'm reminding you of your upbringing. Don't you depart from that. They taught you to put faith in God. Not in man, but in God. And Paul is not going to let him get off the hook easy here. He said, because the spirit is speaking through me right now, Timothy, expressly, you know, concerning this. Look at what he said now. When you depart from the faith in God, what has got you and brought you this far, leaning on, depending on, trusting on, assurance of, hoping in, look at what Paul said the danger is. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, we know about doctrines of devils. If they're telling you, man, to put all your trust in medicine and science and the doctors more than you do God, that's kind of what's happening right now. Why? It's money involved. There's big money right now. You got more organizations out there right now, Pastor and offering uh, 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 fake medicines and with the same name or some other medicine. You know, the people buying that stuff, man, you know, and, and, and how they get to Pastor Sharon, they seduce you by telling you it's free. A free sample. Ain't nothing free. You know, a free sample. See, that's a seducing spirit. Once you take it and make you feel good, it ain't made your condition no better. It just made you feel good. You got your high as you can be. And some of it does. But once you get addicted to it, you know, and more addicted to it and more addicted to it, you know, now you're an addict. You know, and so he said, don't be, you know, don't be, you, you have to remember now where the word pharmaceutical came from, all the way back there in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and it alters your mind and all that. You know, it says seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking what? Lies and hypocrisy. Oh, no, they're going to lie to you. They want that $245 billion to continue to come in. You know, it's something, man. <laughs> when I was going to see my primary care doctor, I got rid of him, Pastor, because it got to a point where he no longer talked to me about my health. Mm. He asked me every time, how you feel? You got any pain? You hurting? If I told him, man, well, I had a little pain in my neck. Let me write you a prescription for it. It got to be, and my wife would tell you, man, we got to have more medicine coming here to the house. They were mailing us boxes. We like, what they keep sending me there for? Because, see, they getting that kickback. Every time they write that prescription. So it no longer got to be about my health. It got to be about another prescription. And we had stacks of medicine coming here from every direction. We had to get a handle on that. You know, because we weren't going to put all that stuff they kept sending, sending, sending. Man, it was like, too, it was just too much. It was just too much. And so this is, you know, this is, I, I love this, 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 this lesson he's teaching Timothy here, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidden to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which, listen to this now, God have not created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Now, this is a line right here that's so powerful. When you go back to Leviticus 11 chapter. There are some things in there that God said you can receive. There are other things he said in there, they are not to be received with thanksgiving. They are to be received, but not with thanksgiving. And he's bringing up marriage because guess what? That was also a Jewish law. There's also laws about things you should receive and not receive. Okay? Now they have a purpose. But he said, but not to be received. There's some 
animals, some things, some food, you know, and they're all right there in Leviticus. And you have to look at them. What is here in this list of things, this list of foods, these edible things, these things that to be consumed and not to be consumed. He says right there, okay, which God created to be received. There are some things he created and forbid you that are not to be received. And those things you have to receive all of it and thank God for it because everything God created has a purpose. It's just sometimes that purpose is not for me to eat it. I'm forbidden. And so I have to look at it. Is this to be received? Is this not to be received? You know, I'm talking about for eating now. It has a purpose, you know. I mean, I, I, it has a purpose. There, there are things out there, I mean, scavengers that God uses. I think about sometimes I used to eat a lot of catfish. I love catch catfish. I don't eat catfish no more. When I did a little research back in the day and learned some things about a catfish, he's a bottom feeder. In other words, he's down there in the bottom eating up all the algae, cleaning the, under their carp, same thing. But they are, that's what their job is, so that the freshwater fish don't end up eating all that algae that they eat. But now they got the ecosystem so thrown out of whack, you really don't know what you're eating. You know, you, you got to do a little research now and find out, man, when you go to a body of water to fish, you got to do historical research to find out before you get there, what is that body of water known for? Has there been any scientific studies? Has there been any discoveries out there? You know, how has the system been thrown out of balance? I love freshwater fish. I love fish with scales, you know, and fins, because that's what the Bible says that I should receive as food if I'm going to eat fish. So I should eat it two times a week, you know. And there are some better choices I can make. My wife is making sure. When she got me some salmon yesterday from Whole Foods, that's a better place to shop. You know, used to be a time, man, I ate tilapia. When I found out, man, that tilapia is a created fish by man, made farm-raised fish, man, been released out there into the wild, and you couldn't give me any of them now. They've been chemically modified. And most people now, man, at family reunion, that's what they do, go buy cases because they're cheap. So you're putting cheap stuff in your, in your healthy body, you know, because it's been chemically modified. Yeah, it's fresh water, but it's been chemically modified. You know, be careful. You know, Paul is telling him right here, man, the things which God has created to be received with thanksgiving. Everything is not created to be received with thanksgiving. Thank God for the vultures that clean up the dead animals off the street. Thank God. You know, everything's been created with a purpose. You know. You know, and he's saying you can go read Leviticus 11 chapter and form your own opinions here, but put yourself in Timothy's shoes and let the spirit of God speak to you expressly. Don't get caught up. A lot of, I was reading some research this morning. It didn't make sense to me. I said, man, that's so hypocritical. That's a big lie. See, once you learn some things, man, and you, you start using those things and they start working for you. Now, when you read some of that stuff, you can say, I don't even agree with that because this is what I did. You know, you, 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 you become smart to the system. You start to get some firsthand knowledge and advice because why? You tried it. You applied it to your life. In other words, we say I was first partaker. So you don't have to take my word for any of this. I'm telling you now, you're going you're gonna to go back and do your own research. You're going to go back and look into it yourself. And I ask you to look in it and continue in it and always base whatever you're going to do on the word and you can't go wrong because why god gonna honor his word just like paul is telling timothy he said listen to this now he says which god hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth yes. see to believe and know the truth 
Okay, then he goes on to say, for every creature of God is good if it's received for how God gave it to you to be received. Mm -hmm. Not all of it to be eaten, but a lot of it he used to clean up some stuff out here. Okay, and nothing to be refused. I, I can't refuse the buzzer. I can refuse them on my table, but I can't refuse them when I see I'm driving down the road, man. If the city folks ain't came out there and scooped that up, they get, man, 25 or 30 of them jokers to show up, man. Before you know it, they'll divide that caucus. You think they finna end up on my table? But I'm thanking God. I said, man, let them eat their hearts out. You know, that's what God created them to do. Thank God for them. They do a better job than the city folks sometimes. You know, he goes on to say, refuse if it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. God, thank you for those bosses. Thank you, God, that they're getting that dead caucus off the road, that road killed. Man, maybe the city folks will come along eventually when enough people don't call and complain and scoop it up. You know, but them animals be on it. You know, they be on it. You know, thank God for them. Uh, over in the book of Isaiah, chapter 65, verse 1 through 5, the King James Bible, I'm just giving you some scriptures now that, that we probably don't often look at when we start thinking about things to be received, you know, things not based on Leviticus, all those, all those dietary laws. They've been there. They didn't just get put there because I got sick or you got sick or we got sick and we got healed. They always been there. Had I read them before and took them like medicine and treat them like medicine, like Paul was telling Timothy back then before I entered into ministry, I probably would have missed a lot of all-you-can-eat buffets. <laughs> you know, but we used to be there, man. You know, have church, everybody, we, let's go to Ryan, let's go, let's go over there. But see, we've learned better now. I'd rather eat my wife's food here at home because I know she's going to be very selective. She's going to be very choicey, you know, you know. But, man, there was a time, man, you know, we, we was up in Virginia, man, you know, after church, boy, we, hey, we hit it hard. We got our money worth. Eleven ninety five, man, you eat all day long. Put some in your pocketbook for next week lunch. You know, three or four desserts, man, rolled up in a napkin. Got the children putting them in your pocketbook so nobody see you doing it. Church folks, man. And we some of the sickest folks on the planet. But listen at this right here. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 65, verse 1 through 5, the King James Bible. It says, I am, he said, I am, I, he said, I am sought of them that asketh not for me. I am found of them that sought me not. I said, behold me, behold me unto a nation that was not called by my name. Okay, so what the Lord is saying here through this prophet is this. God's instruction, okay, whether it was prophetically foretold, whether it's being foretold right now, whether it's going to apply to tomorrow, what God is saying across the board, it is universal for my people, those that are my people that are not yet come to be my people, but are on the way. In other words, the universal message has been prophesied to every creature out there, even though every creature out there have not uh, accepted God, have not believed on him, have not received him. Therefore, they're yet to become spiritual sons and daughters of God. But they're on the way because the message is universal. Everything God has done is for everybody out there that's breathing. Yes. Even though there are those who have not yet come into that knowledge of the truth. Mm -hmm. But the prophet has still prophesied it because God inspired him to do it. That's, right. that's why we tell people, man, don't get caught up in these here modern day prophets out there with all this new revelation. And miss out on these things here that's already been foretold. That foundation already been laid. That teaching of the apostles and the prophets, the original ones, the major ones, the minor ones, all documented. 
So let's go on and listen at what else he had to say to everybody. He said, behold me unto a nation that was not called by my name, you know. But God have people that are called by his name. Therefore, we can't lie and be hypocrites. We got to keep his commandments. We got to do right by his word. I have spared, or he said, I have spread out my hands all the day unto the rebellious people, which walketh in the way that was not good, after their own thoughts of people that provoketh me to anger continuously to my face, that sacrifices in gardens and burneth incense upon altars of bricks, which remain among the graves and large in the, mo in the monuments, which, listen now, eat swine's flesh and broth of abominable things is in their vessels, which say, stand by thyself, come not here near to me, for I am holier than thou. These are a smoke in my nose, a fire that burneth all the day. Now, when he originally prophesied this, he was prophesying this to a bunch of the people we just read about that Paul told Timothy about, a bunch of Jewish hypocrites. Okay? Now, they, you wouldn't, they wouldn't be caught touching a dead body, a dead animal, a carcass, uh, a Samaritan, a swine, or any of those things. Okay? Okay? And, and the Bible said, you know, they grew their little gardens. You know, they, they made comparisons. They told people that, you know, hey, I'm more holier than you are. That was the issue that God was dealing with. They had, they had all of the ceremonial doctrine. They had that correct. Remember the two churches in, 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 uh, in Revelation? He said, your, 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 your doctrine is good. Your theological framework is good. But you don't love the people. And here's the problem with that. You know what I'm saying? The Lord was letting them know that there are things that you are not supposed to receive with thanksgiving. It ain't because you said it. It's because I said it. Don't you take the credit because you run around and say, I'm more holy than you. Because none of these things, whether you touch it or not, eat it or not, is going to send you to hell. It might make you sick, but it's not going to send you to hell. So don't condemn people because they eat it. You know what I'm saying? Don't condemn. It's not about condemning people. It's just about receiving the things that are to be received the way God said receive them. Not, not the stipulations and the stuff that people tell you to do and not to do. And thank you more holy than that because you don't eat pig or you don't eat this or you don't eat that. Or you don't eat shrimp or you don't eat crab. It's not what this is about. The concern here is your health. Not your eternal salvation. But the thing is, you can enter into your eternal salvation a lot sooner if you consume a lot of these things that is not to be received. That's the lesson. And that lesson is for everybody. And what the Lord is telling them to do, don't take it any further than that. This is not about you being more holy than somebody else who, 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 who eat it, who, who, who consume it, who receive it, and it's not to be received. Some people condemn people to hell, man, you know, in their conversation about that. You're going to die and go to hell. You know, no, 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 no. You might go to the hospital, but you ain't going to die and go to hell. You know. And some of these religions out here, man, they're very strict about these laws, about these things. But they're condemning people. There is therefore now no condemnation to anyone who be in Christ Jesus. Who walk, listen to this, walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Remember what Paul told Timothy? Timothy, the spirit speaketh expressly in these latter times. 
Stop condemning people. I don't condemn folks who, who, who eat these things because I, I was raised up on them, you know. But now I try to make better choices, you know. Why? This is my temple that God has given me. It's my responsibility to maintain it so it will be presented to him when he come back for it, you know. And these laws help me. These things help me to see the mistakes that others made so I don't be a preacher now who condemn folks yeah, because they got a poke chop on the plate. But if they say, Pastor, you don't like poke chop? I used to, but I don't eat it anymore. And I'll tell them why. I ain't going to condemn them. I'm just going to tell them why I don't. I got to be able to defend why I don't. You know, you got to be able to defend why you don't or why you do. That's up to you. That's between you and God. That's between you and your health. But I would tell you right now, these laws are given to help us to be healthy. Remember what he said, beloved, I wish above all things that thou wouldest prosper and do what? Be in health as your soul prosper. Because the spirit is going to speak expressly to your soul. That's looking beyond now medicine. That's looking beyond after you get sick. You know, you get put on a, a, a pharmaceutical medical routine and treatment plan. You know, you, you probably could have prevented a lot of that had you had this knowledge before. I probably could have avoided my diagnosis in 2003, type 2 diabetes. I probably could have avoided it. I never blamed the devil. They started rebuking no demons and devils, casting out nothing. I didn't blame God. I looked at myself because when the doctor told me, you know, what did I eat? Right there, boom, the light went off. And when I told her, she said, man, do you realize the, the sugar that's right now in your urine? No, ma'am. How did it get there? I put it in my body. The devil didn't do that. And so let's go a little further here. That, that's a very prophetic word right there. It's not to condemn, but it's to help. You know, it's to raise people's level of awareness of what things are to be received and what things are not to be received. And it gives you the warnings of what could happen if you receive them. Uh, let's go on in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 66, verse 15 through 18, the King James Bible. It says, For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his, cha his a chariot, uh, like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire and by sword will the Lord plead with all flesh and the slain of the Lord shall be many. They that sanctified themselves and purified themselves. Listen now in the same gardens behind one tree in the midst Eating swine's flesh, hiding behind those help. You know, you got a garden out there with all that stuff God told you you can eat. You, it can be received, but don't you, do, don't you eat of that tree because that belongs to the devil. You know, you know like once you get that knowledge of good and evil, you, he don't want you to know about how bad Satan is. He wants you to know about how good he is. And sometimes people hide behind that. You know, they hide behind the fact that they do everything right. So what? That's no guarantee that you're gonna go to heaven, you know. Just because you you know you got the perfect little twenty-one inch waist and muscle calves and all that stuff and six pack, that don't mean anything. You hide behind that. Yeah, you got a garden on your roof. You got a garden on your patio. Yeah, you eat, you eat from your garden every day. It don't mean nothing, you know. If you use that against people who don't have it like that, don't hide behind that. Don't hide behind your garden, you know. Don't condemn nobody because they don't eat like you. If any time you get a chance and have a conversation with them, share that with them in love. Not in, I'm more holy than you, I'm better than you. 
Because all of us got to go through him to get to heaven anyway. We got to make him Lord, you know. And so this is what he's prophesying and telling them right there. Because, see, the Lord, if you use it like an idol, if you use it to make yourself better than somebody, you might find yourself sicker than somebody who eat all that stuff. You just don't. We see it right now. You don't make gods out of it. Don't make an idol out of it. Thank God for your beautiful garden. Give me some stuff out of it. Give me some of the herbs out of it. But don't, you know, but because but, look at what the Lord said. Eating swine's flesh in the abomination in the mouth shall be consumed together, saith the Lord. For I know thy works and their thoughts. It, it, it shall come that I will gather all nations and tongues and they shall come and see my glory. What he's saying is after all this is over, you don't live 70 years. You know, if the Lord come after the, 70 years and he show up guess what all of us gonna stand before the lord and be judged by what we did for the lord what we did for the lord you know that's the key right there everybody gonna be judged the same and so he's saying let them folk go ahead on and do what they're doing let you go ahead and do what you're doing you know and i'll separate when i come but in the meantime our job is to educate our job is is our job is as, as leaders now i'm speaking for me now my job is to educate myself, and when I'm educated, share what I've learned with others, and let God do the work in their hearts. If they if they can if they see themselves in it, they can make the change. At least they know the truth now. That's it ain't my truth; it's God's truth. Mm. Now they can make a what a more well-informed decision, yeah. and no one now can perish for lack of this knowledge. No one can perish now because they see the vision of how it's going to end. Because we just told you about it. We just told you what God is going to do with those people. Those that hide behind this stuff. Embrace it. It's good for your health. It's good for a longevity. Mm -hmm. But it's not good to condemn nobody. I'm not, I'm not condemning you by sharing this with you. I'm trying to enlighten you mm -hmm. so that now you take an inventory of yourself and say, I need to, I need to readjust my priorities, man. I, I need to take a serious look at some labels when I go read. I'm going to buy organic versus non-organic. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I may grow me a garden instead of going to somebody else's garden, but I'm not going to hide behind it either way. Mm -hmm. I know people sometimes call us and ask us, we want some peas, want this, want that out of their garden. Man, we jump on it. They got any okra? That's a better choice. That's a better choice. My 84-year-old grandma, I'm going to this out there in the garden. Squash, you know, watermelon with seeds in it. Oh, so we're getting ready to close. So let me give you uh, those were my, some of my scriptures. I have more uh, that I was going to get to, but that's okay. We ain't going to rush. We're not going to rush. We'll get it next week. Amen. Amen. But let me give you this closing scripture and then we're going to pray and then we'll get comments here. School of Healing. And I want you to think about this in terms of your future. Y'all know me. I was just having a conversation with someone the other day, Friday when Alex and I was over in Bramish fishing. And I was trying to get this person to go read the book of Revelation, trying to get them to go read the verse of the book of Revelation where we've been preaching from about this new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem, and things God going to do new. And I was trying to get them to see that anything God does in our future that's new, it's going to be for new people. And so we're going to have to make some changes now while we're on this earth, some new choices. You know, if any man be in Christ, the Bible says you are a new creature. Yeah. Old things have passed away, my whole all things become new. Yes. But they didn't seem to get the transition. And so I'm going to go ahead and speak when we talk about school of healing some future things here because revelation is how it's supposed to culminate. Okay. So I'm going to give you this for you to chew on. So when we come back next week, you'll be thinking you, you had all week to think about your future and what I'm doing right now. Will I end up 
you know, being new when Christ comes back, or will I still be doing the old, same old things that I've always done? That's fine. That's your choice. But what I'm telling you is this right here. If you don't make better decisions over simple things that you can, it becomes more difficult to make decisions over spiritual things that you can. Why? Because we never look in the Word and examine what the Word say. And that's what God's going to judge us by. Why didn't you? What was the motive? And so let's read this verse right here and think future. Now, this is in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse 2, the King James Bible. It says, in the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was the tree. There was a tree of life which bare 12 manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations. And so now God is looking at in this new city the importance of healing. And we say he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe that the things that God has given us to consume, to be received, is just as important as what's going to be in that new city. And we, if we're going to take, partake of them for the healing of the nation, then where there'll be no more sickness, there'll be no more disease, it can be like that now. If we 